Hey Switch Kids, welcome back to Atsune Miku's Crack House, episode 73. I'm your host as always, the guy who wanted Epsilon Eagle as the final character in Smash, San Kingma. And joining me is my best friend and co-host, who wanted Vib Ribbon as the final character, Miles J. Miles! Unfortunately, yet another anime sword fighter has made it into fucking Smash Brothers. Truly, truly, everyone is upset about this. Everyone is upset about this anime sword fighter who made it into Smash. It's really, yeah. really tragic. Nobody could have seen it coming. Um, no one could have seen it coming. No one could have seen it coming. Sam, I'm sure you can guess my reaction to the reveal. I'm sure. I'm sure it's obvious. Uh, that did you pause? Was... at the reveal, Miles? Did you? Did you um, pog? Be honest with me. No, I wouldn't say I pogged. Here's the thing. I wouldn't say I pogged. Uh, but I was happy with it. I was I was I had I had that warm feeling that I get whenever I play Kingdom Hearts 1. And it's all because of that overture, dude. It's all because of that overture. You hear that song and you just go, oh, the warmth in my heart. I feel it. It was it was a very good reveal. It was a good trailer. And the best part about it, Sam. <laughs> The best fucking part about it is that you look at this character, and other than the fact that he's got, like, the the three-hit combo kind of thing, which is modular, so it's still kind of within Smash, it's not a bullshit dumb character where they just focused on completely recreating the game he was in to the point where it's barely a character. Yeah, it's not even... <laughs> it's not even, like, remotely the same. I mean, t Tom and I have always bitched about how, like... Smash in the in the classic era, so you know OG melee and brawl, um, all have a great identity to the characters, and they feel like they all belong in the same world. And then I gotta disagree Smash, with brawl. Honestly, I think brawl doesn't feel that cohesive. I think I mean I think brawl is more cohesive than ultimate. Oh, absolutely. I think there's a rat. I think Brawl is a little less cohesive than Melee in 64, but I feel like the drop off is significant. Like the jump from Brawl to Smash 4 in this regard is, is significant. Would you yeah, not agree that makes with sense. that? Okay. No, I, um, I would. And, and what's more, I think that even around Smash 4, you started to see all these characters that, like, that. I mean, it's hard to say because, like, when we were kids, this we is saw when we really got the third parties. This is when we yeah. really started getting the third party. Sonic and Snake, they they were the fucking foot in the door for Cloud and now fucking Sora. Um, because that's who the character is, by the way. Just in case you were living under the rock, like my buddy who who shout out by the way, shout out my buddy and not in med school right now. Just got his white coat. Congratulations, buddy. He didn't know about this shit. He at 2 a.m. He's texting us. Yo, swords and smash. It's like, motherfucker, how did you not see this shit? It was trending all day on Twitter. How you managed to avoid this for nearly 24 hours is miraculous. So I woke up at 7 a.m. for this reveal because I was like, you know what? Eh. Like, I'm not really playing Ultimate anymore, but like, I but this is kind of a big deal. And like, I know the moment I wake up, I'll see the VOD, I'll see the thumbnail. There's going to be no surprise. There's going to be no intrigue. There's going to be nothing to to watch unless I cared about the gameplay, which yeah. I, I wouldn't. Um, So I said, I should wake up for this. I should wake up for this. By the way, the other thing that was fucking based with a capital B is the Doom Guy costume. Yeah, that shit's kind of dope. I, I mean, it looks great. It looks great. I'm not a big fan of the Mii Fighters in general, but, like, that aside, 
Yeah. It's sick. It's sick. It's pretty good. The Mii Fighters are, are a good compromise for characters who just wouldn't really have a great presence. I, I think. still believe that you could turn Doom Slayer into like a really fun cat like like smash character i think a eternal like a zoner or or like a trap character yeah yeah eternal did a lot for doom slayer to give that's true smash it because now he has the sword the meat hook is really fun that you could use obviously he's got the double barrel shotgun and you can and you could just you could really see he already has a double jump then he could have something where he like shoots off the ground or some shit i think he'd make a really fun no i absolutely agree with that i i just think that the demand outside of the united states was basically non-existent yeah yeah so that's i mean because sora um in the in the, this like poll of the top 10 characters sora was number like one in japan and europe and then like i don't know number three in america so like yeah. everyone wanted him um, I fucking wanted Sora in this fucking game. He's literally just Mario, but Cloud. It's perfect. I mean, I'm, uh, here's the deal. Like, I'm happy for people that Sora's in the game, but also I I don't I don't think Smashers deserve happiness. So like, I, I'm kind of at a at a crossroads. Here. But I deserve happiness, and that's why I'm happy because he's he's my boy. But you don't play the game, so what exactly are you even happy about? I'm happy he's there. I'm just happy he's he's around and and people like him and people are happy he's there. I'm I'm happy that that I, they're happy for the same reason that I'm happy. We're all happy because our boy is in a big game. It's an honor. It's great. But he, it's fun he's to already see in him. a big game called fucking Kingdom Hearts three that came out like two years ago and that a myriad of other Kingdom yes. Hearts games that people like. Well, people still like Sora. I mean, people may not like Kingdom Hearts 3, but people still like Sora, the character. Well, certainly. But, like, I mean, here's the thing, Sam. Like, it's it's exciting when a character that you like ends up being in something that you don't expect them to be in. That's fucking half the appeal of Space Jam A New Legacy is the fucking Mad Max bit. True. Like, didn't, True. didn't that fucking fill you with joy that, like, oh, that's the movie I like. It's in this other movie that I'm watching right now. Like, that's interesting. That's fun. It, it is It is interesting. It's just that, like, Space Jam 2, A New Legacy is just that, A New Legacy. Where I feel like the legacy of Smash has been abandoned to just be an amalgamation of the legacies of a bunch of other characters you like. And, and I'm not saying it's necessarily, like... Like, at I'm this point, even, it's just something, like, we... This is not sorry. for me. It's just not really what I want on a... Yeah, like, I'm fine with that. But unfortunately, like, we've had ten fucking years to come... In fact, I, I would honestly say I felt it with Brawl. Like, I've I've always felt it with Brawl. Like, like the inclusion of Snake and the inclusion of fucking the subspace emissary in general, Sonic. Like, I was, I was always on this train of, like, all right, Smash is not what I liked when I was a little kid. It's different. I will... I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll I'll defend as always. I'll defend fucking Sonic's inclusion in Brawl as a as a great culmination of like the most demanded character. With that being said, though, Snake's a little weird. At the very least, though, they keep it just his inclusion just to Twin Snake's lore. So it's no, like they this. Don't because he's got the fucking. Like he's he's got the fucking uh, stubble from MGS two. It's not from it's not the Twin Snakes lore. Is it not Twin Snakes snake? No, I and wish... neither is the cipher, which is his up B. That's an MGS two thing. Oh, 
You're fucking uh-huh. wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. Get fucked. Get out of here. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> get fucked. Get fucking railed. Get dicked oh. on. Get fucked. <laughs> I'm having I'm having a great time. Dude. I'm having a great time. Shout out to the MGS Autism. All right. Yeah. So he has the fucking drone or whatever from MGS2. Oh, okay. And, so and here's not... the other thing. Here's the other thing is that his inclusion was not something that people asked for or wanted. It's that Sakurai and Kojima are friends. And Kojima said... Hey, you can have him in the game if you want. And the and allegedly Sakurai was like, if we had time in 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 Melee, he would have been in the game. Like, this was always the plan, it seems. Or at the very okay. least, this was always always sort of an end game or a logical end game for Smash. Like, as much as we don't want to admit it, because Melee exists, and Melee is this perfect, clean culmination of like great Smash history. Cause I was what I was gonna say is when we were kids, we saw Marth and we were like, who the fuck is the this? Who the fuck is this? Yeah, like what is what is what is this? Like? Honestly, that's two thirds of the cast. I'd say it's like two thirds of the cast. Who yeah, the Game fuck and Watch was fucking weird. Like when Ice we were little climbers, kids. Roy. Um, there's some other weird fuck. ones. I mean, even when I was little, I was like Jigglypuff. Like really, Fox Falco. Yeah, like like that's the thing is like I feel like like. Tom says he Tom second look would make the case for every single all twenty six characters, but like to me, like half of the cast in Nintendo's Super Smash Bros. Melee are like fucking Smash characters. Like you're you're gonna look at me and tell me Captain Falcon is an F Zero character? No, no, he's a Smash. F Zero is a fucking F Zero. Captain Falcon's a Smash character. Marth Roy Marth is a Smash character. character. Yeah, like. I, I can definitely Fox is a Smash character. Like Fox, I can definitely yeah. agree with that. Falco's a Smash character. Jigglypuff is a Smash character. Pichu is a Smash character. Doctor Mario is a Smash character. Yeah, um, and I and I can agree with that. Where where I really get tripped up and what really bugs me is is when you get to um is when you get to Ultimate and the the focus becomes this completely weird like oh well let's see how close we can get to recreating the game like. Minecraft Steve is not a fucking Smash character. He's got a kit. It kind of works for Smash, but he's not a Smash character. He he is more in line with a general like anime fighter kind of character. Like he's he's basically an item character. Yeah. Like Faust. Like which is which is really which is interesting in a game that like in Smash which like has items in a, you know, yeah, in the default settings. Um which which is interesting. But when you take it to competitive, it's just kind of weird. It's kind of weird, yeah. a, little, a little out there. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, people people talk about, like, how Ryu isn't really that competitively viable and that, um, I guess, Kazuya isn't really either. And it's probably because they're, they're, they don't play like anyone else. Yeah. Like, you are playing a different game when you play as them. And their inclusion, this is where it bothers me, is that their inclusion is a complete and utter, like, oh, th- they're in the game. Kazi is in the game because Smash is a fighting game, guys. Kazi is in the game, and it's like, no, it's not. It it is it is a party game, or it's a platform fighter. It's a different genre entirely. It plays completely different. Like just just accept it. It doesn't play like every other fighting game. Just live with it. I mean, here's the thing: no one's bitching about the fact that that fucking Guilty Gear is relegated to anime fighter. Because that's just what it is. It, it is a completely different set of, of, of rules and mechanics to what most fighting games are. The shit yeah. that is going on in that game is different as fuck. Yeah, like, like most, like most, if not all video games, subgenres, 
it's just a like it's just a loose term to roughly describe games that feature similar tendrils in terms of like mechanics and shit they feature, right? Yeah. I mean that like it, it is it is just this weird thing for me with Smash where and and the reason I was really happy with Sora because the Sora reveal I was like okay that's that's a logical choice. You're just happy he's a normal character. He's just yeah, I'm happy he's a normal character. character. It took us 12 minutes to get here. Uh, <laughs> it took us 12 minutes for me to get back to my original point. I'm happy that he belongs in the game and that and that they gave him a kit that wasn't bullshit. That they didn't make you cycle through the command menu like they did with Hero. Like that he's just a real ass character with with a with a kit that other than the three hit combo thing he just. He plays like a Smash character, and, and he seems like he belongs. That's what I'm really happy about. Because, like, Kazuya, I was like, that's cool. And then I saw people playing Kazuya, and I was like, oh, this is not a character for Smash Brothers. This is just... Kazuya, Kazuya is in the game. This like, is a Tekken character in Smash Brothers. Like, that's what it what it is. Is it's yeah. literally, like, a Tekken character with Tekken mechanics just plopped in Smash Brothers. It's not, it's not, oh, Kazuya is now in Smash Brothers. It's, oh, Kazuya is in the game. Basically, if your name's not Bayonetta, any gimmick fighter is fucked. It, when it comes to Smash. If you're, like, a Smash character, you're like, hi, I have a gimmick, you're fucked. But even Bayonetta's fucked now. And yeah, now she's fucked. But at the, at the start, it was, at the time, it was yeah, great. I will, and and you know what I will say is that Cloud wasn't fucked. Cloud Cloud is not really a gimmick fighter, to be fair. Like the limit bar is kind of a gimmick, but it's, it's not. I don't that. know. It's it's kind of. I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit. It's like slightly no different than like DK's the, charge. Well, what I was about to say or... is that yeah, it's it's like we have existing charge characters. You have the modes with with Shulk. Like it's not it's not super absurd. It's just not an absurd thing. Like Ryu is kind of ridiculous when you think about it. It's just crazy. It's just gotten crazier and crazier and crazier with the DLC characters as they try to so, like, so hard, like, just be like, isn't it cool? You play hero like an RPG and it's like fucking crazy. Yeah, no, that that shit sucks. Because here's the thing, you have Banjo-Kazooie revealed the same day as hero and Banjo-Kazooie is a Smash character. Yeah, His moveset like, actually, is a, their moveset is adapted for Super Smash Brothers. And it works, yeah, and it works, works great. Yeah, like, so, so it's just this case of, like, what the fuck are you doing with Hero? Like, what's, what the fuck is going on? Especially because Hero's, A, uh, like, all of his, his basic attacks, all of his other B attacks make perfect sense, but when you play as Hero, you instantly go into the menu. Just because you gotta. It's like, it's like the equivalent, it's like the new equivalent of, like, Game & Watch's Hammer. It's like, fuck all the other moves. Like, literally, who cares? Who cares? He has Hammer. You want to just use hammer whenever you possibly can because getting the nine is super sexy and hot, and everybody wants it. Same thing with hero. You just want to keep spamming the menu just to see what the fuck happens. Um, sometimes you'll self destruct, and sometimes uh, you'll you'll just you'll get you'll uh, hit them with whack or whatever, and they just die. Yeah, the the thing Funny. that I was gonna say earlier though is that like. Like, I woke up at 7 a.m., you know, to see the final yeah. character. I was happy, happy with what I saw. Um, talked to some friends for, like, an hour. You know, we were all excited. Oh, this is fun. Hey, look, this is cool. Like, you know, traded traded couple memes that they had seen. Uh, and then I got off Discord, and I didn't think about the Sora reveal for the rest of the day. Because when you're on Twitter, the amount of thoughts that you have that aren't related to whatever is on your timeline 
is truly hard to comprehend until you leave Twitter. Until you leave Twitter, you don't realize how much of your day is decided by the bar on the right-hand side that tells you what the fuck is trending. It is so... Dude, let me tell you, Miles. You bring up a great point because there have been numerous times in the last couple weeks where where I've just been so fucking bored or I'll be at work and I'm just like, motherfucker, I'm not going to get another delivery for like 10 more fucking minutes. And I'll just go to Twitter and I'll open up the the, the search... You know, the trending tab. And I'll just like, please say Kotaku. Please say Kotaku. Please say Kotaku. Give me some reason. Give me some piece of juicy news. Something to intrigue my brain. Something for me to learn about. And do the internet sleuthing that I have to do whenever a new controversy comes out. That's so much fun and brings me great joy. Let me do that. But no, it's fucking Sora was trending all day. It's like you guys have nothing better to talk about than this Smash character in a game that I guarantee 70% of you don't even play on a weekly basis. Yeah. It's what else what else happened yesterday? What what else happened yesterday? Monkey Ball came out. I'm playing. Yeah, that. like but that's the funny thing is a lot of shit came out. Fucking Nick All Star Brawl came out, which I played for oh, a little bit. D- Yo, talk to me about that. Uh it's good. Like so so it's basically melee. Like there it's it's their attempt at melee. But what's interesting about the game, uh, is that they the way that they achieve the speed of melee without making it as technical is that. They just made every animation as short as humanly possible. Everything just comes out so fast and ends so fast that it's just effortless melee. You know, I love that. I I kind of adore that. I think in a platform fighter, just quick snappy moves is kind of what you want. Yeah, because no, in, I have no tradi- problem with it. Yeah, in a traditional 2D fighter... Like, say Guilty Gear's Tribe, if every move came out instantly, it'd be fucking impossible to play. Because everyone would just be doing crazy fucking turbo shit, like, in those melee mods, and it would not be fun. But in a platform fighter, that shit, that shit's, that shit's cool. Because you just have, because it's less about blocking and more about actively, like, dodging completely out of your way of the opponent. Instead of just actively taking it, even though they have a shield or whatever, but. Who's your main? Uh, I'm not gonna play this game that much, Sam. I gotta be perfectly honest. I I played it. I was like, this is good. Uh, Zim is pretty fun. Oblina's not bad. Like, yeah, I heard Oblina's pretty good in the game. Yeah, it's interesting because it's a good game, but I I but it's like the joke is over. You know. Like the the joke is over. It's so sad because it's like this game. Pro- this game might have probably done a lot better if they announced it like two weeks ago. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, and the joke was still alive and well. And just shadow drop because the thing is, it's like you know, it ca- it gets announced, and the possibilities are endless, right? And yeah. then we get, and then reality, in like, in like clockwork, like with every game, it actually comes out, reality of what the game is hits everyone, 
and it's just kind of whatever. It's just kind of done. It's yeah, it's a, it's a good game, but like here's the thing, and and the difference between me and people who are probably going to get pretty serious about Nick is that Nick is it's it's you it's shorting a, you shortening it to Nick, just calling it Nick. But is, which, by the way, is, it was not my decision. It was it's, not my choice. It, it's cringe. It's I just gotta say it, a little cringe, a little cringe. It's not my fucking choice. Everyone calls it fucking Nick now. That's what people call I, it. I'd rather, you know, what? I'd rather be called like Nas Nasby or whatever, Nickelode- Nickelodeon All Star Brawl Nasby, or just or just Nas or some shit. Not not yeah, fucking... no, or just or just Nick All Star. Yeah, please, or that please, Nick All Star. Not just don't Nick. But it's funnier Ew. to just call it Nick, dude. Because I that's what the cry. fucking channels call. I'll I'll cry if like Evo twenty twenty two. Mr. Mr. Wizard's brain in a robot suit um, comes out and is like, yo, we're announcing one of the nine slots. Nick. It's fucking, it's fucking this shit. Announced that XJ9 DLC already. Um, that's, that oh, that's the thing is this roster is so lame. Like in, in, in a way where the, the characters in it are, it's unfortunately saved. It's it's one of those it's one of, no it's no no it's not about the, safety it's not about safety it's the fact that that the choices that they've made are like we have three characters from each genre but we haven't picked every show like fucking Super Smash Brothers comes out all right you know on the N sixty four it's nineteen ninety nine okay yeah. the the year of of loose cut jeans and frosted tips is almost over we're finally about to leave the the, the fashion nightmare of our lifetime uh. Just one more fucking year, and we'll and and we'll get the fuck out of here. We'll get to the PS2. We'll get to the GameCube. Life will be good. Just get me the fuck out of 1999. That's what's going on for all of us. So, where you know, where are my where are my Yik fans at? Where are my Yik? Yeah, fans where, at? let's where get out of Yik 1999. Fans. So so, Smash comes out right. You look at your roster. You look at your roster. There's only one clone. His name is fucking Luigi. And you know what? I'm happy he's here because I he's love here because Luigi. He's, because he's Luigi, right? Yeah. Like, I'm happy Luigi's here. I love him. He's my favorite of the Marios, uh, including Wario and Waluigi. He's wonderful. And I'm happy he's here. But otherwise, it's like, okay, I don't know who the fuck Ness is, but like, like it was 1999. People who are getting Smash probably know Ness. Because if you're lucid and old enough to actually be into it as a fighting game... You were probably around in 1994. You probably know who the fuck Ness is. Like, but otherwise... Well, you probably don't. It sold like shit. I mean, I mean, now, I mean, now you would know. Well, I mean, it's hard to say. Like, it depends. It depends on how deep lore Nintendo fan you were. If you played, if you bought Earthbound growing up, you were one of the the real OGs. You might have at least seen ads for it in Nintendo Power. Possibly. You might be vaguely familiar with the character. Yeah, you might at least know what he's from, the game he came from. You might know Same its thing name. Same with Captain Falcon. Vaguely familiar at best. Is yeah, but like, you know, like F-Zero X, I think was like 1998 or 1999. Like that just, it, it might have been 2000. But like, it just had, that just got really, oh, uh, Link. Oh, he's the adult from Ocarina of Time. I just beat that game last year. Oh, Mario. He's, you know, Mario 64. I just played that. Like the only, the only kind of, like picks that you might be left out of the loop on are oh and Star Fox 64 was 1997 I think so like you know Star Fox that game sold really well like so the only ones you're probably left out of the loop on are Samus Captain Falcon and possibly Ness right 
Like, but otherwise, every character that you'd want to see is there. I guess Yoshi kind of counts as as a, as a Mario character. DK's there. Yoshi's yeah. there. Like, all these characters from games that you probably love and have played. Like, Yoshi's Story. I don't know when that came out, but... Uh, and, but, like, he he was hot. He just had a fucking game that you could play. And Yoshi's an icon, like, a, is, like, an iconic popular character in Japan as well as yeah. elsewhere. Yeah, and, you know, he appeared in Mario 64 very briefly. Like, you, there, there's no way you, you didn't know who Yoshi was at that point. Uh, so, like, there... Also there are... in Mario Kart, in the other Mario Oh, games. yeah, in Mario Kart. Yeah, in and Mario, Mario Tennis. In variety of Mario sports games and stuff, too. So. Mario Party. Yeah, no, you, like, you, you totally know who Yoshi is. So, like, everyone you wanted to see from any franchise that you liked was there. And then Melee came out. And they kind of double dipped. You had Zelda, you had Ganondorf, but like Ocarina of Time was three years ago. Like everyone still liked and knew those Yeah, and they also brought in Peach and and Bowser. Yeah, Peach and Bowser, who everyone knows, they're iconic, like, which made some of the weirder characters like Marth and Roy be like, okay, that's interesting. I don't know these characters, but like, like I got like they're they they were taking up up, growing up. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like, oh, what what a cool original character. Like, yeah, no, I thought roughly the same thing. And so for me. I was just like, oh, okay, like, they're not taking up slots for someone who I'd want more. Like, there's not that many Nintendo games right now. I'm fine with these guys. Like, whereas with Nick All-Star Brawl, there are certain slots where you're just like, why? Where's this show? Where the fuck is this show? Right? Like, can I, can you believe there are no Fairly Odd Parents characters in the game? Do you, you know what, that's, you know what's weird? On one hand, I was like, oh, it's because they want to distance himself from, like, Butch Hartman, because he's, like... No, because Danny Phantom's in the game. But Danny Phantom's in the game, exactly. That's really weird. Also, lack, no, like, it's, here's the deal. This, that's just be, we gotta keep it a buck fifty miles. The Zoomers, the Doomer Zoomers, us, we got the most cucked. In All-Star Brawl. Because our era, with the exception of Danny Phantom and SpongeBob, which which is kind of Which was not which was the era before us. It's it's all it's all the past gener you know, it's spanned. It's continued. That's the Rugrats. That's the Rugrats era. You know? Yeah. With the exception of DP, it's uh that's it. Like no Jimmy, no fairly parents. No X J nine. None of that shit. No Kappa Mikey. No no Mighty B. Oh, Bessie Higginbottom would be fun. I was thinking about this the other day because I was like, who the fuck would we put in this game? So I came up with a mild list, a mild list of IPs that I that I can see feasibly getting into the game, whether people are happy about it or not. OK. I'm I'm also pulling up a list just so I can bounce bounce so. off some more ideas. Hit me. Now we have potential confirmation based on data mining that Garfield and Shredder are in the game. Okay. Now Gar- that makes sense. Garfield? I guess Garfield was on Nick at one point. I always thought he was on Disney Channel. I'm into this. Yeah, I th- I th- I'm fine with that. So Garfield's in the game, right? So so here's a couple characters that I, I wanted to propose. XJ9, absolutely coming. Jimmy Neutron, absolutely coming. Sheen Estevez. Probably coming to Smash as well. Or All-Star Brawl. <laughs> Nick. He's coming to Nick. Heinous, <laughs> heinous. Timmy dude. Turner. 
And, and here, here was the thing. I proposed on the podcast, and I stand by this, that Timmy Turner is going to come in and he is going to use Cosmo and Wanda as the weapons. Like, so yeah, he summons a, he summons a magic baseball bat, right? Uh, but, but my buddy, uh, Dan, uh, says, no, it's going to be Timmy as a separate character and then Cosmo and Wanda, or just possibly Cosmo and Wanda. That's entirely possible. I just don't see that happening. Um, and then for my other proposal for a Fairly Odd Parents character, I said Crocker. Crocker. Yes. yes. Crocker's great, dude. Because here's the deal. Like, you gotta look at a character like Nigel Thornberry. Inspired choice, right? Yeah. He's not the fucking main character of Wild Thornberries. No, but, but he's he the meme. The character everybody knows for memes yeah. and stuff. And like Powder Toast Man, again, yet another like choice. Um so I like that stuff. I'm just I just pulled up a list of their their shows. Here's some sh- here's some shit I think would be fucking funny. We got to get Rocco from Rocco's I was saying Modern Rocco Life. from Rocco's Modern Life, possibly Heifer as well. Oh, dude, Heifer, please, please Heifer. Who's the turtle? Um, I don't know. Fuck that guy. I like the turtle. No, we got to get the turtle and his and his and his wife who with the hook hand. We got to get her in there. Uh, I've never seen this. I've only seen like an episode of this show. Um, it's it's not my favorite. It's kind of weird. It, I, it's it's weird, but I kind of like the humor of it. Um, we also I also want to get. I'd like to get a rocket power character in there so I can beat the fuck out of him. Um, well, it's got to be Otto. Yeah, I hate rocket power. We've talked about this on the show. Yes. We, uh, yes so we yeah, do. let's beat let's beat the fuck out of the rocket power characters. Yeah. <laughs> I want Snap from Chalk Zone. I I did awesome. mention Rudy and Snap as two character as two separate characters. Because Rudy, you know, he you just know, draws shit. But but here's the deal. But do you want to play as Rudy in a fighting game? I fucking loved but, Rudy as a kid. I thought Rudy Tabuti was the coolest. Yeah, but like just give just give Snap the fucking piece of chart. No, because he can't draw. Snap can't draw. That's what is I that love about canon? Snap is that is that they gave him a shitty like New York accent. Fist hands. No, oh. they gave him a shitty New York accent, so he was like, "Rudy, you gotta draw something." I guess it was a New Jersey accent. Yeah, it's a <laughs> Rudy. I can you draw me a bigger cock? I, the only the, I have I don't a rem- date tomorrow. I need you to draw me a giant <laughs> dong. I got to impress I got to impress Miss Peanut Butter. Dude, and then later on later on he's begging Rudy. He's like, "Rudy, make Miss Miss Chocolate Butter's tits bigger." Rudy, Rudy come can, on. Rudy, you can, can sell you make it. her a Futinari? You can Just get give her a 7,000 retweets. Rudy. You can get 7,000 retweets on on Twitter, Rudy. She wants to join an OnlyFans, Rudy. You gotta give her nice big feet, Rudy. Please just give her a big girl dick. I wanna suck it, Rudy. No balls, though, because if she has balls, then I'm gay. It's It's only gay if the balls touch, Rudy. Rudy, I want a massive horsey schlong. (laughs) 
So, uh, obviously, XJ9. But I think yes. we got to get the professor in there, too. I think we got to get her. Oh, the Jenny action. Wakeman? Or yes. Professor Wakeman? Yeah. Professor Wakeman. We got to get Professor Wakeman in on the action. Yeah, I'm good with that. She's got, like, a robot suit or something. No, yeah, she's, she's got the Sky Patrol outfit. Yeah, that works. Now, here, here's one that we, again, Zoomers got fucked. Where the hell is Tack? Oh, yeah. That's an easy one, Tack. It's so perfect. He's already a fucking video game character. Just fucking slap him in there. Yeah, that's a good point. Fit right in. And it'll, Tack and, and Locke. Gotta, Obviously, Locke's got to also be Oh, dude, we got to get Locke. Voiced by Patrick Warburton, right? Oh, so here's the thing. There are no voices in, in Nick All-Star Brawl. Oh, fuck. That's right. That's right. It's Again, remember silent. when I said this game is good and like it's cheap? It's yeah, cheap. it's cheap as fuck. Like, like here's the thing: the joke is kind of done for. Like, anyone who's really into platform fighters, like if you love playing melee, you're probably gonna get a, a big kick, a kick out of Nick. Uh, but like, if you're me, and like the re- the only reason you played Smash Ultimate is that you liked some of the characters more. Like the the reason I never ground melee is that I just don't like a lot of the characters in that game that much. Fair and I enough. didn't like the idea of having to pick one of seven characters that I didn't really enjoy playing. Like, it's like, okay, I can play Marth, who I kind of like. I can play Puff, who I kind of like. But, like, the character that I, I liked playing back in, in Melee was, like, Young Link, and I liked Ness. Because um, I was a little kid, you know. I liked yeah. I liked other little kids. So it's like, even even if I'm a big guy, like, big Link kind of guy, or, like, maybe I really like Luigi. Like, Luigi is still, like, number, I don't know, fucking 15 on the tier list. I think he's the bottom level of who is viable in the game. I thought that was Ganondorf was the, was the most viable, it, unviable character. It might be. I, I don't quite remember. But, like, yeah, either way. Um, no, half the... So, so I, hold on. I can actually talk about this because... Um, Tom and I did an Iron Man melee like two weeks ago where you where we we did it over uh, fucking Slippy. And for those who aren't familiar, basically what it is is you randomize the entire roster. Both parties uh, randomize the entire roster of melee. And you have to one by one beat your opponent with all 26 members of the roster. And it really tests how good you are with the whole cast. And let me fucking tell you, Miles, Bowser and Mewtwo are some fucking choke points. Holy shit. Bowser, beating any character with Bowser is a fucking achievement. You deserve the world in a fucking trophy if you can do literally anything with Bowser. Um, He's so bad. He's so bad in that game. And most of the here's the deal. Here's what I've kind of learned to accept. At the highest possible level of playing Melee, roster's fucked. At the level, mo- I would say, most, you know, regular people play Melee. The average player, at, yeah. The average player, even at the competitive level, can kind of fuck around with like 80% of the cast and have a pretty good time and get Ws yeah. and stuff. That that's the big thing is if you play melee like like casually casually it's a fine enough game. The problem is that the moment you sit down with someone who can wave dash, the game becomes the least fun thing you've ever experienced. Yeah, I mean that 
that could almost be it's almost i feel weird it's like a weird criticism because that can almost be said for any competitive game in existence where it's like I mean, if, you, it, if you're up against someone who is significantly better than you you're going to have a not great time like that's but the, the thing about it is that is that game. you can in or a game like street fighter game. here's the thing in a game like street fighter you can win just by making really good decisions you can True. you can yeah. win by making good decisions you can win by by having at least a little bit of a combo game and you can win by just you know by by waiting them out, waiting for them to make mistakes, bait them, things like that. I like I remember. I guess it was a Street Fighter four or five tournament. Somebody won using like an obscure like armor property from some character. Like I don't remember oh, the details. Yeah, it's uh, the guy who oils. The guy who does who uses oil. I I totally forgot his name, but I, it, it's the I've seen the J M Croft video you're talking about. It's fucking killer. Yeah, Killer like moment. so. So th- there are a lot. There are a couple different ways in which a person who's like not that great at fighting games could still probably have a decent time just going online and and playing around for a little bit, right? Yeah, if you know the. I mean, my thing is this: is like if you know the basics of most fighting games, you can go online and like get wins. You're not going to become like this god tier ca- like player all of a no, sudden. No, but you you you'll win. But you can become competent. You can go online and get wins and become competent if you if you just have like base understanding of like fighting game theory and frankly Um, that's most fighting game players most fighting game players are competent to average like like you have to understand like as opposed to most melee players like if you're if you're a dedicated melee player you can't just be competent at melee and then sit down and go online on slippy i feel like because you will run into someone who who is the best fucking fox you've ever seen yeah i mean yeah but I got wins on Slippy, you know, like, I, like, like when I, when like, I mean, granted, I was playing at the week of, but like I was playing on there. I mean, yeah, I would like lose, but it wouldn't be, I would, it would have, I would never like, there was only maybe a couple matches. I was like, oh yeah, I really got fucking demolished by some next level shit here. Honestly, I feel like, especially when it comes to fighting games, the, the stigma surrounding the like who's in the the lobby is always like gr- like it's always grossly overestimated the amount of like god tier players that you're going to run into online when it comes to fighting games like everybody feels that way about every fighting game that they're going to go online and that every person they're going to run into is going to be leagues and leagues and leagues above them and to be honest and so, sometimes that's the case. Sometimes the luck of the draw is really rough. But a lot of the times, most of these, again, a lot of recent games, they're good at matching you up with relatively uh, similarly skilled or statted individuals. Um, oh, does and, Slippy have, have uh, like, stats to, to like, kind of rank the, players? Maybe on the back end. Um, but even with, uh, but even if it's just, like, getting you people you know, relative in like your region or whatever. Like, I don't think it'd be as, I think if you went on miles, I mean, I don't know your, your level of melee. We should have played when I was in, uh, when LA in LA. Oh, I would have um, said no. I would, I would have immediately said no. Like at, at this point, I just, I just find melee like to be such a fucking miserable experience to play with another human being. That's so sad. That's so sad. Isn't dude. it? It kind of sucks cuz I love melee. Like I I think I think as a as a content package, I think melee is a wonderful, amazing video game. It's just like anytime I I have to play melee with another human being, I'm always like, "Ah, fuck. All right, which of these fucking seven characters am I going to have to select in just case pick, they're good?" Like 
we should play on Slippy. This might be like a fun like bonus content for for Crackhouse to get more people in the Discord. We should do we should record an Iron Man melee between the two of us. And and because here's the deal, I'm not that good. Uh, in the grand scheme of of everything, I'm not that good. I'm 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 acceptable. I would say I'm I'm a I'm I could maybe eke out a win against someone who's like tournament ready if i played peach on a good day and i got kind of lucky could probably happen but that's about where i'm at and just with that one character i'm i'm a normal person who just likes fighting games and who grew up with with melee so i like to play it but i'm not like super great at it far from it um and it's it is but the the, the gameplay is just so much fun and the and its sound effects are nice and meaty, and the stages are beautiful, and just has such a great aesthetic and look to it. I love that game, and it's no, so yeah, fun I love I love melee. It's just I anytime I think about playing it, I'm just like, fuck. You're just like, too you're you're too you're you just equate it too much with the competitive setting. Yeah, because at this point, that's all there is. Like, like here's the thing. Fair if enough. If I was gonna download, if I was gonna download melee, you know what I'd immediately do? Yeah. I'd immediately go to adventure mode and I'd immediately go to classic mode and I'd start collecting fucking trophies. Yeah, because like I, I love melee as like a single player experience. And and my experience with melee was anytime we tried to play competitively with my with my younger sister, she'd instantly fucking cry the moment she fucking lost like DW. So like I I would have I, I did not play this game competitively. I didn't fight anyone. I didn't. Like it didn't matter because I, I I because it was a nightmare to have to play competitively with my family. So I never played competitively with anyone. My entire experience with Melee is as this great single player like fighting game where it's just it's basically an arcade mode. And and that's my relationship with Melee, and that's why I love it. And nowadays, like if someone's like, Hey, you wanna play Melee? I'm like, Great, they wanna go a couple rounds and I'm gonna have to pick all these characters I don't actually like playing that much. And and if they can wave dash, it's going to be the most miserable fucking thing where I basically just have to wait on them to make a mistake and then punish. And, and I'm just going to have to be avoidant the whole time. It's like it's like, yeah, well, you can just sit down and learn learn to wave dash. And it's like I have I have things to do, man. Like like it, it, it like and this I just want to say I don't consider this scrub talk. I really don't because I've just accepted that I don't want to learn melee that much like. And, and, and it's, it's fine. You know, if you ask me to play melee, I'm, I'm going to say no. Cause I like, because you're probably a way more experienced player who's ground the game out. And, and I just don't want to be your fucking washing board. I'm not here to do that. Um, and, and I'm not going to get online and, and I'm not going to say like, oh, fucking Melee is so what unbalanced, shit's so broken. What random people are asking you to play Melee in which you don't have a rough estimate of their skill level? I live, I, my roommate in fucking freshman year and, and my current roommate was like a Melee fighting games kind of guy. Like, and everyone I knew who played Melee was a competitive player. Like, if someone is going to ask to play Melee, I know that, it, like, if they're in this particular apartment they're a competitive player okay they know how to play i see yeah so like that's my fucking experience with melee is that is that it's just this like it's like it's it's this guaranteed no fucking questions i'm gonna have a fucking miserable time let's get your fucking ass beat in yeah yeah and and it's just and it's literally just gonna be them fucking watching me and 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 like i and 
And it's like, why would I, why would I say yes to that? I don't want to do that. Like, I could play Ultimate, and I can fucking hang an Ultimate, and I could probably beat you. Um, because they don't play Ultimate, they only play Melee. But, for me, I'm just kind of like, I, just, I don't want to learn Melee, and I'm not, I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it. It's just not for me. I'm not gonna get on Twitter, and I'm not gonna complain about how Melee is, is not accessible enough. And there needs to be accessibility options yeah. in Melee. Like, I'm not going to be that guy. I just don't care. I just don't want to learn the game. And so, like, you play Nick and the... <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Dude, you play Nick All-Star. And, and like, the wave dashing in that game is really fucking simple to execute. And, like, I'm like, oh, finally, this is what it's like to play Melee. And I was playing Nick and I was like, oh, this is it, huh? This is what it's like to wave dash and, and schmoove and move around and play, huh? Okay. I wasn't missing anything. Like, obviously, Melee is a better, kinesthetically more appealing, much faster game, but like... It just comes down to control. Like, Melee, you have an, like, an uncomfortably precise amount of control that at, at most levels of play makes it a little unwieldy. But at at the highest levels of control makes it what why is the core reason why it's still watched and played at such a high level today is just because it's just so interesting and mechanically dense that it's like that. It's kind of unlike it's unlike any most most games. Um, yeah, like I'm here's the thing. Like I, I I'm sure Nick is not a... that. I'm sure Nick is not hitting that. Uh, is all yeah, I'm I mean, I, I I respect melee as far as that goes. The thing the thing about Nick that's that's interesting is just that it kind of gives people the opportunity to sort of experience what high level melee play could be like if they're not that good at the game. But Rivals of Aether does that already. And yeah, it's I mean, twenty dollars less. I think the thing about Nick is that it it so closely emulates melee, like melee very specifically. Okay. As in, like, like from a j- just from like a speed and... from a speed standpoint, yeah. Okay. Speed, speed, the lightness of characters, um, the 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 available like tech in the game. It it is it, it there is a melee energy. Even a lot of the stage constructions, very very, uh, very Smash Brothers. Yeah. Although I will say, what I love about fucking rivals is that they put tilts and taps. On just fucking two different buttons, which is hollow fucking Luya. Oh my god, I can actually fucking play the game now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's nice. Like I can, I can actually go ham and actually do shit now. Now that it, it, these I, fucking I do like moves the inclusion are separated. Of, the inclusion of tilt stick uh, in every Smash game definitely made that more viable to me. That oh, was nice. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love tilt stick uh, in Ultimate. Yeah, I gotta be no, honest. Do, do you play Ultimate with the uh, with the GameCube controller or no? Yeah, I do. I I gave up. I I just I'm just like fuck this. I'm just gonna use the fucking Switch controller. I don't fucking. I I liked the Pro controller. The thing about the Pro controller is that it made a lot of inkling combos a lot easier to execute because you had A and X right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that allowed you to do like. If you press the buttons at the same time, it allowed you to essentially do a short hop attack off the ground, which a lot of uh, inkling combos start like that. Okay. It's a... Uh... 
Yeah, Smash is interesting. I'm glad the fucking nightmare is over, dude. I'm glad I never have to hear about another fucking Smash character announcement for the rest of my life. I'm really glad we spent 45 minutes of our show on this. It was fucking interesting. I never. It was, yeah, well, it was interesting. I have a lot to say about Smash, and I never feel like I, I have a good opportunity to talk about you it. You have a lot to say about Smash, and, and almost none of it is good. That's the funny part about it is that like like like, like you had anything better to offer? Well, you you would basically had to make a twenty minute monologue about how what you're saying is not scrub talk, guys. Oh. No, it's it's not. It's, I didn't say good as in quality, you dick. I said I said good as in like as in all of it is how fucking miserable Smash makes you nowadays. Yeah, well, contemporary Smash does. It just makes me like it. Yeah, no, it just pumps me out. But whatever. I want to talk about Monkey Ball. Um. And how it's it's a it's the fucking Coke Zero of of Monkey Ball games. Yeah, that's true. It, it's it really is like Monkey Ball with no calories. <laughs> monkey Ball with no sugar. You know, Monkey Ball lacking a little bit of the kick, but the core taste is still the same. Um, and that and the core taste is still pretty good. It's like an okay game, but it just the sound effects are just not there in this one. The sound They're effects aren't there, there, and you, and you can't tilt the stage as fast, which is which is is interesting. So here's the rub, Miles. I, is there a mode that lets you tilt the stage faster? I saw like an original mode that you can buy. No, no, no. So 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 what that's referring to is that's referring to the original stages from Monkey Ball 1 to and I think Deluxe with ze- with with zero no changes because some of the changes in the sort of remixed mode some of the stages feature some minor tweaks to make oh, okay. them okay. easier or less complicated and then these are the hey just in case you don't want any of that lame shit here's the OG tracks that's what that is now, what I've so basically, I booted up the game for two hours. I played it um, on Steam, and I'm like, I had a, it was an okay time. I'm like, it's Monkey Ball, it controls okay, but it's just, it's not quite, the feeling's not quite there. Lo and behold, I'm scrolling Twitter the following day, and I see a tweet from an account, I forgot the name of it. I'll have to look it up because I'll have to mention it in the Monkey Ball video I'm doing. That the reason, the reason it's fucked up is because the game is defaulting to using a circle gate on the analog stick, where in the original games it used a square gate. And on Steam, you can just go into the controller settings, Shift-Tab, open up controller settings, hit the analog stick, additional settings, and change the dead zone from a circle to a square. The game plays ten times better. Interesting. And you See, this is in... the strat. This is the ticket, then. So, I wanted to bring this up, this sub-point, as this, Miles, because I feel like whenever we talk about PC gaming specifically on this show, it's usually in regards to you dealing with some horrible, gruesome problem. But this is the, the opposite. This, is, this, this is, the, is the opposite. You can play the best version of the game only on PC. This is, you can, yeah, you can fundamentally transform the game in an instant by just playing the game on computer and tweaking um a setting outside of the game now my hope is that 
RGG notices people doing this and they're able to patch in a a option of some kind for console versions which can't make these choices. But I've also seen some mods. I want to throw in the mod pack that throws in the original sound effects to replace the the new ones that are just too they're just too bubbly and they don't convey the same fucking level of bonk that the original games do. Um and I feel like with all this with all this shit, you know, you know, fix this minor thing, gameplay's 10 times better, add the sound effects. Um so even if the visuals aren't quite there with the sparks and stuff, you know, sonically it's it's there and you have like a 15 times better experience granted part some of the party games are completely fucked like monkey target is fucked i have no idea what how the fuck what happened there but the game is unplayable it's un it's just completely unplayable it sucks oh no uh, I've, I've had uh i've had a good time with monkey target i didn't have any trouble with it in banana mania yeah I the monkey keeps it keeps like go descending down like way too fucking fast. It depends. It's, like you can't you can't release the ball when you think you're supposed to release the ball. It's really stupid. You're supposed to release the ball on your way down. Like while the ball is still going down, that's when you open up. Like you think, okay, at the at the top of my of of the arc. Yeah, it says release at a good. It literally tells you release at a good height. No, you're supposed to wait until you're descending. It's so stupid. It's fucking bad. It doesn't regardless, regardless. Even okay, with that aside. And and Monkey Target is a fucking miserable nightmare. Oh my god. It doesn't Did you try Monkey Target? It's Monkey Target? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Sorry, not Monkey Target. Um Monkey Shot. Uh no, is that the baseball one? That's the rail shooter. Oh no, I, I didn't I didn't try that one yet. Dude, the amount of mashing that this game asks you to do is definitive proof that Monkey Ball needs accessibility features. Like we always meme on accessibility features when people are like, oh, this shit is too hard. Like, I'm talking like, no, this game is unfucking playable, even to people like me who are who have perfectly good like joints no carpal tunnel my fingers fucking work and i'm still in immense pain by the end of stage one of monkey shot you will develop something wrong with your hands if you play monkey shot i will I, i'm excited to give this one a shot the the i, I played is, monkey race which is again it's 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 coke zero monkey race which is pretty good it's pretty it's like this it made the transition over quite nice billiards gameplay wise made the transition over quite nice but aesthetically it's a significant downgrade um and that's the thing i will say though miles we shit on accessibility options all the time the the infinite lot i mean a, a no, aside from the annoying pop-up every five fucking deaths in a mainline stage for the for the the hey you want you want slow mode you want to double the timer i wish i i want to i hope they had an option to just turn that off in the future like permanently just i never want to see that pop up but aside from that having infinite lives while it kind of fucks up the need to go out of your way to get bananas it does just make the the at the act of doing the individual stages themselves just just more relaxing yeah 
because I'm not I don't have to constantly be stressing about the uh, the 15 total. Um, well, what what I said in the Discord, I share. what I said in the Discord about the removal of the of the of the live system is I said, well, that trivializes the point of the bananas. I did not realize the game had an in-game shop. And that the bananas translated to currency once you finished each level. Knowing that, awesome. There's a reason to keep the bananas. We don't need the lives. Yeah. Like that. That they, was my only problem with it was the was the idea that it's entirely possible that it would give you nothing. And, yeah, and they also advertise too, the bananas as as doing nothing now. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I mean, aside from giving you points, because you can. Well, but they, get they perfects. Didn't, on all they didn't the stages say that like they would give you points though like when they announced it on twitter like oh, I, that yeah. to me was a huge oversight was to be like you can collect them to you know for currency at the in-game shop like oh my god what is that 20 extra characters like you didn't have enough you didn't have enough characters to to fully explain what the bananas do sega it's yeah really dumb really really stupid a lot of weird choices made with, with this well with this you know game. this is this is a great opportunity to talk again about accessibility features is if we don't do it all the fucking time because i think what we really don't like and this and this is the this is the the finale this is the finale of the accessibility features conversation well, like, because I'll, i've I'll cracked talk, the i know code. i know exactly what i don't like but go off king no i've cracked the code okay what we don't like is how people fucking talk about it and what we really don't like is not just how people talk about it, but how developers and social media managers have started fucking feeding those people, have have allowed them to eat fucking well by making sure that their social media presence panders to these fucking people. It's really, it's really annoying. I played, uh, I played, this is, this is relevant. I played through uh, Canna Bridge of Spirits this past week. I beat it yesterday. Good game. 7 out of 10. Really impressive for a first outing of a studio of like 18, 20 people or whatever. That's Good great. I'm happy to hear that. Worth the play if, you, if, you want, if you're itching for a classic Okami Beyond Good and Evil Wind Waker Twilight Princess era adventure game. Very fun. Um, however, this game should win a game award for the most... His like funny like funny hard game because it's so cute yet you do the bosses and they're like the real fights the real boss fights miles that require awesome. you to learn the moves and shit and because here's the deal it's a mix of it's what i would describe as it's a mix of it's the theory it's the core theory of how souls bosses from like demon souls the really simple ones like uh like alan right alan has like five moves they're all relatively easy to dodge yeah they, vanguard you know, has like damage. i think three or four moves total yeah vanguard those types of those type the non-gimmicky bosses from demon souls um they have like you know four to five basic moves and like, you just got to learn how to dodge them. However, you don't have to worry about stamina management. You can just roll at ad, ad infinum. And your base light attack and heavy attacks, they don't do much damage. And what you want to do is you want to, as you attack the enemies, you build up 
courage for your little Pikmin rot friends to come and help you. And then you could do super attacks that actually do the real damage to bosses and the mini boss enemies. But still, game's tough. I mean, I played on the hardest difficulty. I didn't find it nearly as hard as other people complaining online. And that's exactly it. I've been seeing so many people, Miles, bitch and moan online about this game being way too hard. Because I'll tell you who's complaining. It's these fucking gaming fucking journo normies who are by who are behind all who are behind everything. All the problems I complained about in regards to accessibility in video games and difficulty and and the whole mix of the three. It's they're the ones bitching and moaning because they look at Kenna and they see it as a cool, cute indie game, adventure game. That's not going to really bite back at all. And it bites back. Not super hard. But you got to kind of learn it. And for someone like me. Who is well versed in how Souls Combat like just works. I just kind of knew how. The, I just I'm like oh I knew that I had to do this. So the super hard fights that people were really bitching about. Didn't really give me much trouble. And. I saw online that apparently they are going to go and like tweak stuff and like make it kind of easier. And I'm like, that's a bit of a bummer because I feel like the difficulty here, aside from the final boss, which just doesn't explain how to beat the last phase. I had to look it up online. Um, aside from that being kind of weird, the, the fights are easy. They're, I don't know. Miles. They're reasonable. You They're say, reasonable. Probably. I just find them to be reasonable. And I was playing it on the fucking hardest difficulty they let me do it on. So the most people were probably playing on that middle, on that second difficulty. Or easy, so, even if they're journalists. Probably easy. Yeah. Apparently, well, bit, people were bitching that story mode is too easy. But the normal difficulty is too hard. It's like, motherfucker. That's what you sign up for. That's what, what you, you sign, up, sign for up for, the normal difficulty. You're supposed to... The game is giving you a little bit of a fucking challenge. Like, I don't understand. Like, here's the deal. Like, do you want pushback or not? Because you're telling story mode is too brain-dead easy. Okay, fair enough. I totally understand that criticism. But then you're bitching that this is too too hard. And it's like, what do you... It's like you, you claim that you want something in the middle. But no, it's either you plow through it or you have some pushback. With the exception of, again, the last two fights in the game where I had to spend a little time on kind of working out the, the puzzle cube of the boss and how it how everything worked and what you could do. That took me a little bit of time, but I don't know, man. People are just bitching, man. Gamers today, dude, are spoiled. I sound like such an old man right now, Miles, but it's true. Gamers today are so fucking spoiled literally any these zoomers i the slightest bit of pushback the slightest bit of resistance they face in any game of any variety i feel like just turns a lot of these kids off yeah the game no and they, and and they go so to twitter sad. and they demand that that the game be fixed they demand not just that they don't just complain they they demand the game be fixed for them Exactly. And like, and that, and that's where this monkey ball bullshit comes in. Because with monkey ball, all they had to do was say, "Hey, we remove the lives. If you want to collect bananas, there are lots of things to buy in the in-game shop, so yes. you can still hunt for them." Uh, but inst instead, they were like, 
collecting a hundred bananas. What do you get when you collect a hundred bananas? You get a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, and it's just it's like, like that's not that's not. It's that's like not. all right. First of all, that's disingenuous to what's actually in the game. No, you collect 100 bananas, you get, like, 10,000 coins. That buys you a whole mode. Second Actually, of all... Actually, well, first of all, if you get 100 bananas, you get fucking nothing because the concept of collecting 100 bananas does not exist because the bananas are counted on a stage-by-stage basis. Yeah. So Which, it does not... it's still... It's still great. It's still great. It's fine. Because it gives it's you fine. something to work for. It's, it's not, like, a... It's fine. I think, like... Here's the deal. I... The... The... The, the real... Okay. So, Infinite Lives removed from the from this from the discussion for a second the the real access what what monkey what the game refers to as its accessibility options to me are just really fucking funny just because of the game monkey the way monkey ball works i just can't fathom many of these being particularly helpful to most people who would be struggling with the game like slowdown i could see helping in some stages Doubling the timer, I could see helping in a couple of stages for, again, brand new people who have no fucking idea and never touched Monkey Ball before. I could see helping for some stages. But most of the stages, like, no, you just got to learn how to do this. There's, like, nothing I could, like, the game or anyone could do to help you, you know? Which is what I find to be funny about accessibility in Monkey Ball. Is It's just, it's not a game that can really be altered in a way to, like, make it easier. You know, just the way the game works. It's just so simple. You can't really like change it really, you know? Yeah. Well, if you get a hundred bananas, you can buy II's blowjob lips from the original model. Yeah. By the way, so, so for the original characters, which is DLC, unfortunately, which I bought because I'm a fucking, I I need them. I just need them. I'm not going to like the game if I don't have the original characters, which by the way, the, uh, the original models are not selectable, nor, by the way, okay, Sonic, Tails, Kiryu, Jet, Hello Kitty, all the, all the guests, Swayzo, all the guest fuckers, and the original models are not selectable in the party games. Yes, you have to pick one of the six new modeled monkeys. Which is lame. I don't know why it's like that. That's dumb. But whatever. Also, Dude, can I be can I be brutally honest for a second? Yeah. Like we like Monkey Ball came out. Like we can all admit that this this is just like not that great of a collection. Like it's like mid as fuck, right? It like is we can, mid. We can all admit it. Like it is it is mid. And here's the deal. We we can get over the meme of oh my god, monkey balls back and just admit that this is like a mid as fuck re-release. Yeah, it's I mean it is I mean here's the deal, dude. The $30 tag kind of says it all, really. The $30 tag made in Unity made in Unity opening on the splash screen kind of speaks volumes as to the kind of product you're you're about to play. And here's the deal. Do I think it's devoid of merit? No. I think this is a decent way to get in the door and like learn and have fun with the basic main game monkey ball. I think the act of doing main game monkey ball in this mode is pretty fun. It's snappy. The levels load quick. Loading from death is super is super quick. Um, it has the levels listed in a, in a bunch of playlists. Everything to do with the main game. With the, you know, changing, you know, on PC. Changing it to a square gate to improve the controls and all this. 
I think the game is good and is worth like 30 bucks if you're a Monkey Ball fan. However, the party mode is completely fucked and completely borked. And none of them, none of the minigames are particularly worth playing, which is a really tragic, was a tragedy, especially because they were worth so much in the original two games package, as well as deluxe. And the game is just missing like core crucial shit. Like, why can't I play as the other characters and stuff in these minigames? Why can't, why is there no multiplayer for the main game? That omission, dude, was unbelievable for me. Like, I, I, like, there's a lot of crazy shit that gets left out of re-releases and remixes and remasters and all this shit. And it happens. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. This one, to me, is fucking personal and egregious that the that the the there's no multiplayer for the, the main game level-by-level level quartz shit. Fucking tragic. So, with... Yeah, so I think it's a decent way to like get into Monkey Ball. But they are these games are far from anywhere close to overtaking Monkey Balls 1 and 2 for me in in any real capacity. Yeah. And and it's I don't know. It's it's just one of these things cuz I'm seeing a lot of people who are like kind of it's who are funnily in denial about the fact that this is just not a very great way to experience like like what we played on the GameCube way back it's in the day. It's not it. It's just not it. Like it you can yeah, it's it's just it's not it. And it in yeah, I don't like again, I think <sighs> If you're here's the thing, if your goal is to experience the aesthetic and the concept of Monkey Ball, this is a perfectly acceptable way to play Monkey Ball, right? But yeah. if if you remember getting really good at Monkey Ball and you remember fucking zooming through those levels and sitting down and doing just a, a dry run of arcade mode where you just cleared level after level and you got really good at Monkey Ball, you are yeah. playing a different fucking version of this video game. Oh, dude, it's radically different. No, I, I'll be straight up, Miles. I'll be straight up. In the eight hours I have in, yeah, I'm sorry. In the in the in the six point nine hours I had nice super. Yeah, I know, right? In, in Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, I have no joke seen, played, and completed more levels than I have with my entire time spent with Super Monkey Ball One and Two. It's not because I, I don't like those games. I love those games. I grew up on those games. They're nostalgic classic games for me. But I never put the I never put the the time in to get past stage four in expert, you know, in Super Monkey Ball One. Just because of the way the live system works. Also I was a dumbass and never saved my game, so I never actually was able to get the ninety nine continues to actually make meaningful progress in expert or let alone unlock a master or any of that shit so that is to say that like this mo this game will just like let you kind of know must know fuss just experience a lot of monkey ball stages and classic gamecube monkey ball one and two and deluxe on xbox is for is for real ones for sure but it doesn't this remake does nowhere near capture the magic or fully comprehend what made those original games and original packages so special um, stay tuned for my full Monkey Ball Banana Mania review on Turnstile coming in a couple weeks. 
I did play a, a video game this week. You played a video game? I did play a video game. Um, so I, I did I did two accomplishments, and I won't talk much about one because it's old content. I got all 500 deliveries done on Death Stranding with the highest possible rank. I have officially mastered the game. Uh, I'm, I've only got one more thing to do before I get the platinum equivalent on the PC version, and then I can uninstall it and play it again in five months <laughs> from a, from uh, a clean save. On the director's save. cut. Are you yeah, going to get a PS5 for the director's cut? Uh, no, I'm not getting a PS5 for director's cut. I will I will get the PS5 for Final Fantasy 16. I've said this a couple different times, like in a couple different places, but FF16 is, is what I'm getting a PS5 for because I need to play it. It looks great. Um, and I'm such a Final Fantasy person, and it's directed by someone who's not bad, so uh, it's not going to be a Final Fantasy 15 experience where I hate it instantly. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely excited for 16. I think 16 looks great. Um, but like Death Stranding Director's Cut is not something I need in my life. It's it's something that I really, really, really want, though. Um but, like, I completed the PC version, more or less. I'm going to get all the data chips, and then I'll have done everything, and I'll uninstall it, and it'll be, like, the end of a fucking era. It was, like, the first game I bought on PC, uh, and it's the end of an era. Um, but that's that's really fun and exciting, and I was very happy about it, and no one cared, because no one I know has, has played this game uh, to that point where, where they understand what a fucking feat that is. Because um, there's a lot of deliveries in the game. Uh, 500. But the more... There's 500, uh, and you have to do them premium, which means that you have to not fucking trip at almost any fucking point. You got to get them in perfect condition. You got to do it fast. How many hours do you have on uh, on Steam? for? 163. Damn. Yeah, to be fair, like, my final playtime was, like, 115 hours. Um, okay. So it must have been idle or probably a couple. I probably restarted a couple, like, scenarios where I just got my fucking cargo wrecked, and I just, like, had to had to restart from checkpoint. Um but the more interesting game that I played was Toho Luna Nights. Uh, finally got oh, around to playing dude. that one. I've been saying I've been going to play. I, I, I've been saying I'm going to play that game for like three fucking years now. So how, is it any good? Here's the thing, Sam. This was the first time in my entire life. Well, not in my entire life. Probably since childhood because I would go to Blockbuster. I'd rent games. This was probably the first time since childhood in which I finished a game and I said, wow. That's way too short. That Damn. is way too short. Damn. Like, th this was... I, I have not felt that since, like, f fucking Psychonauts or something. Like That's funny. That's a, yeah. that's, a, that's a funny specific criticism that, similar to you, I have only felt with two games, and they're, and they're in the same fucking series. It's SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Dig 2. Both those games also end right as the second they're like getting really fucking good they end it's like motherfucker like god damn it like the whole th ride's great but when it's when you're entering the fucking flow state and getting super fucking into it you're wrapping up the game and you're like god damn it dude is that how yeah. luna nights is oh yeah no uh, there was a point in which i was dreading that it was gonna end and then it did and i was like fuck but i will say there are two saving graces to the the length of this game uh the first is that there is an entire bonus area after you beat the game they make you boot the game back up locate it and and you'll have probably found it on your own by the time that that um because like it's just it's it's kind of an easy area to find but it's not accessible it, mm -hmm. it's sort of like a door that unlocks when you complete the game um, 
and then that area has two bosses, two new bosses. Who I guess one was a DLC boss they recent they added like in December of last year or something crazy like that. Um I don't know if that's true. That's just what it said on like like when I was briefly looking at the Steam like uh community page or whatever. Um and then the second one is like the definitive true final boss, and she's significantly harder than the last boss. It's a she, by the way. They're all she's. It's fucking Toho. Toho. Uh, they're all women. It's based. Um, <laughs> that's the first time I've ever Captain said women Crunches. and based in the same sentence. Same sentence. Captain Crunches. <laughs> oops, all women. Oops, all women. Yeah, no, it, it is like it is funny because like Toho. Toho is, is, a, is a series I'd, I'd like to get more into. I played a couple of Toho games back when I had a PC in 2009 or 10. And, like, I was bad at them. But I, I, I was like, oh, the weeb aesthetic. I'm here for it. And now I'm like, I know I'll love these games, like, mechanically. But I also have this the aesthetic attachment of, like, I know these characters. I know what their deals are. I know who they are and what they do. Like, and so it's, it's fun to play Toho in a familiar format, which is, of course, a... Uh, a Metroid. Well, it's, it is object. It is Castlevania. It's not Metroid. Like the the differences between Metroid and Castlevania ha- are super apparent now that I'm like older and I can kind of parse out like the difference in, for example, flow, level design, enemy placement. The way that those games handle all of those things is fundamentally different in a very interesting way. Um, and this is blatantly Castlevania. The, the the size that you are on the screen is more. Just Castlevania look at it. Yeah, just Metroid. literally yeah. look at it. Like it's tell. it's like the the even the smallest elements is obviously Castlevania, um, but like it's so short. I it's like I I finished it in like three hours. Um, oh, that, but damn. it is funny. I thought it was like closer to six. Shit. No, it's that's, like three hours. Wow, that's that really said short. when I. It does. It, the The other benefit is that it has a boss rush, and the boss rush. I finished the boss rush. It took me sixteen fucking minutes, and I get and I'm and I see achievements. They're like get a B, get an A, and get an S. And I'm like, all right, give me that B. Boss rush finishes. Rank E. And I was like, oh, damn, you suck ass, Miles. I was like, oh, this is the real game. Oh, you got to not take the, any damage, probably, and do it Yeah, fast. I was like, this is what the, the game has been building up to in reality. Like, and so that, I think, is where I'm going to get a lot of value out of the game. Because the actual Metroidvania... Oh, and the fact that, that you have to beat the game in a single clear if you want to get the, uh, the, the, like, last achievement. Like, so there is a point in which you just have to do a perfect, beautiful run of Toho Luna Nights. Yeah. And, like, that's exciting and interesting. So... I'm definitely going to keep going back to it, but I was I was going to get on here the other day and say, like, that game is is what I call um, an enthusiastic seven or a mild eight. And I wanted to talk about this because this happens a lot where there are games that I'll play. Right. And I will say, okay, like like. I'm really enthusiastic about about like the lower version of the score, but if I'm being objective it is a higher score, but I don't feel like that. It doesn't excite me like that. I've kind of bumped my score up to like uh, an enthusiastic eight and like a, like a, a middling like 8.5. Yeah, it's it, it, it's funny. I actually use the exact same. So because so, here's the deal. As I've spoken on the show, I hate 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5 sucks. I want to take 0. 0.5 out back and shoot it. Um, along with any other point variant that's not fucking 10. With that being said, I definitely will say when something is a strong 8, 
or if something is like a light six or some shit like that. Um, yeah. which is funny, more, more neutral language than enthusiastic and mild. But let me just tell you, I, I, but I feel what you're saying. Kenna Bridges Spirits is an enthusiastic seven out of 10 for me. That is a game where I'm like, holy fuck, this is good and really impressive. And it's a beautiful game and it sounds great. And the cinematics are really well done and, it's actually, and the game has its cake and eats it too. It's a cinematic game that actually plays like a fucking video game. Uh, and the bosses are fun. Yet, at the same time, exploration, there's a lot to collect, yet there's no reason to get any of it. So there's just a lot of weird, random exploration. There's not a lot of tools that make exploration any um, like any easier or useful in like a post-game type way. And among, you know, it's not that crazy or emotionally impactful that's what keeps it from being higher but the core of what there is really fucking good and it is is worth it a seven to me is way higher than let's just say like a, a, a the equivalent of like a 70 on on metacritic or open critic yeah a no seven I, is much, I, much a seven i think me. it's very good i think a seven's really good i agree and and like most games that i play i would give like a seven or an eight like i if i if if i finish a game rarely am i like that's like a six like it happens every now and movies i finish movies and those get sixes and fives all the fucking time yeah but like well the thing about a game is if i have to finish it that's the thing fucking finish it yeah it's a time commitment and like a, a brain commitment with games like you need to commit you need to use a controller and like physically beat the game in order to finish yeah. a, mo- a terrible fucking movie. You can just leave on and, and you know, zone out for 80 minutes and literally just leave a film on and just let it wash over you. Let it hit you. Yeah. You can exactly do that and then finish the, the movie. Who cares how bad it was? You sat through it or whatever. Have you, uh, have you seen Venom two yet? No, I, I, I'd like to, but no, I haven't seen it. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. The Venom movies are so good. Or, like, I genuinely fucking love them, and I think they're really fucking funny. The first one had... Here's the deal. They both have problems. And in 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 the eyes of someone who's looking for objective quality, you know one of those fucking film pricks? They're not yeah. going to like these movies. But who, someone who likes really funny acting... These movies are... God, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to give myself a double chin to emulate the objective... The objective quality... The film falls apart in the third act. I gotta give it only two stars on Letterboxd. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's you know what the funny you know what the funny thing is, Miles? These are the same people, by the way, who are like, yeah, every Marvel movie is like good. Is of is is who are like, yeah, it's good. It's of this acceptable baseline quality. That Venom and Venom 2 are apparently that don't hit, despite them being like leagues better than like most of those fucking MCU movies. More memorable and better and funner, more fun to watch. That's the funny thing about Marvel at this point is you go and see Shang Chi, which I know you thought was good. It was decent. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like like at this point you go and see Shang Chi and you're like, oh my god, something different. But I and forgot something... about Shang Chi a couple days after I walked out of it. We're like, Venom well, of course 2 you forgot about like... Shang Chi. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was Marvel. Whatever. There's at the end they fight a big thing. They do. There's a big they thing do. at the end. They it's probably like a big, big dragon. Or yep. Like a big... That's yep. You hit the nail on the head, buddy. 
You hit okay, the nail yeah. right in the fucking head. Yeah, they got to fight a big dragon, and and of course they use they use some kind of power that was alluded to earlier in the film. The ten rings, forbidden. Yeah, forbidden technique or forbidden thing. And no, and actually, they, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Okay. He just uses the ten okay. rings and beats it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm sure it's a good film. I'll I'll watch it and I'll probably like it and I'll probably be like, it's, that was I, good. I mean, yeah. I mean, here's the deal. It's like in the. I was just. It was just so. I here's the deal. Part of my hype on Shang Chi is just stemming from the fact that it's been so long since I've seen a top twenty five percenter Marvel movie for a new origin story character. For the last like few years, all the top twenty five percent Marvel movies have either been like some kind of team up or crossover movie of some kind, a yeah. significant crossover of some kind. So it was nice to see like just a regular, like not established superhero have an origin story and have it just be good. Yeah, because um, like Doctor Strange, I think was the last origin story, right? That they did. I no, I Cap- no, it was so. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Yeah. Uh, and count, even though. before that, I mean, Black Widow was not an origin movie, but it was a solo. It was movie a solo film, and sucks. and that's that's a movie you get trafficked to. That is a four out of ten. I did get trafficked to that four out of ten film. Like just just so not fun to watch, not not really engaging. I didn't really have fun, and I watched. I think out I think the last like top twenty five Marvel film, and probably even top ten percent Marvel film. Um, that was an origin story. Was the first Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't think they ever yep. reached a high that that good again with an origin story. Yeah, no. And, and for the record, Shane, she does not does not reach that. Does well, not of course it doesn't. It's it's written by by some guy as opposed to like like someone with a real voice and personality who makes things. Yeah. That's why I'm excited for Multiverse of Madness with Sam Raimi directing. Oh yeah, no, because Sam Raimi is a visionary. Like he he. Unless, unless they really fucking wrangled him and made him make like schlock garbage, like at the very least, he he knows how to do a fun horror premise, and, and he knows he how to do a fun a superhero style. premise. Yeah, because he did so Spider Man. Like he's the perfect choice. He's a horror which, guy which, and, a, and a superhero guy. By the way, I know you're a huge Raimi fan. Can we talk about like how good that Spider Man trilogy is? I just rewatched it with my buddy Billy. So fucking good. You really? So, so you watched good. all three? Yep, we did watch all three. And um, and you still like the third one? I st- here's the deal. The third one is significantly weaker than one and two. I think I think Spider-Man 2 is actually like a 10 out of 10. When I was watching it, I said, I'm like, oh, dude, this is a great scene. Like 20 different times. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude, this scene's so fucking good. Spider-Man 1 is like, is like an 8 or a 9. I fucking love that, that first movie. So iconic and classic. And in... With some with some context and time now, it covers the origin story, which now everyone is too fucking cowardly to touch. Um, so it's great to see it on the big screen. Three is really fun to watch because it's two hours and 20 minutes of a new subplot being introduced every like seven, eight minutes. So it's fucking crap so much is happening my opinion of three is way more generous than most people i i i think three it's, is a lot of fun i think my my opinion is is definitely more more generous too um i just think and like here's the deal there's moments of three that are genuinely great spurs throughout the film the problem really is the problem really does come down to the fact that venom was not going to be in this movie and that he had to be in the movie 
So, which means we have to do the black suit storyline, which completely twists and fucks up Sandman's plot, because the whole the whole gimmick of him shooting Uncle Ben is awful, is a terrible twist, and was a, a horrible idea and completely fucks up Spider-Man's whole arc and character, um, and completely recontextualizes it. It's a really bad move. That sucks. The whole reason that has to happen, though, is because Peter has to have some serious vitriol for Sandman in order to want to kill him and have these sort of black symbiote sort of take over. Um, so they, Sandman, who I'm sure in the original script is going to be this really great, compelling villain, gets fucked in this major, it gets stabbed in, in Achilles' shield in this major way to make room for Venom. So like Venom has this bad domino effect on the rest of the movie um, that, just makes the whole structure not great. With that being said, though, what's good in the movie is really fucking good. And a lot of the effects work is great. Yeah, that, that's one of those movies that I think people were so disappointed in at the time that yeah. they were, like, outraged by it. Dude, um, but it's... But looking, looking back, looking it's not back, a problem. Yeah, looking back, it's not a problem. It's one of those things where it's like... I, I remember, like, I was trying to explain this to... Uh, Billy, who who is nowhere near as quote unquote on as online as like we are and we were back at the time, during two thousand eight to like two thousand twelve, the hatred for Spider Man three was high. People like Miles, dude. Do you remember this? Like people. Oh yeah, no, people loathed, despised this movie. They loathed Spider Man three. In a way that, in a, dude, in a way that superhero movies just aren't anymore. Even OG BVS has its staunch fans and supporters, you know? Like, there are people who fucking hate that movie, but there are still people who come out of the woodwork for it. It really felt like everyone was like, dude, Spider-Man 3, fucking abysmal train wreck, awful, terrible film. And that's why I feel like Amazing Spider-Man 1 was so fondly received despite I don't even think it being as good as Spider-Man 3. I have to rewatch it to confirm that. But no, I remember I don't that movie kind of sucking. I remember that movie being kind of sucky. I don't I I I saw it at the theater like opening weekend and I was of it. I just but I remember a lot of people just being like that that was a good movie just because they were so like Spider-Man 3 just they felt so done dirty by Spider-Man 3 that Sony just telling them just telling them that they were going to do something like the comics and people just like being like, okay, sure. That anything they showed them, despite it being fucking stupid, like his spy parents or whatever. Um, although that's really, that's really, they have a really dumb scene in the sequel, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, Raimi's great. Yeah, I love Sam Raimi. And obviously, like, I'm a big Evil Dead person. Actually, I don't think that's obvious to the podcast listeners, but you know. We never talk about it. But yeah, Evil Dead 2 is your favorite movie. Uh, yeah, probably. At this point, I would say it's like that or Schindler's List, which is, is such a fucking funny, like, head-to-head. -head. It's not it's not like how my, my favorite game is like a, a like a, a, a decisive tie, depending on the day, between Ocarina of Time and Breath of the Wild. Like, because those games are kind of two sides of the same coin. Do I do I want the what really well done? What did what it, what it, what, your, your every, brain? Every other game, every other game besides Splatoon, no, because there's Super Metroid too. It kind of sucks. You're right. Because like... Because I, I wanted to say, like, my top five is, like, mostly, you know, PS2 and, 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 uh, and, like, PS1 games. But no, it's, 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 Resident Evil was a GameCube game. The only thing in my top five that was, oh, well, Death Stranding is a PS4 game. Um, 
there's fucking two Kojima games because I'm all, I'm equally embarrassing in that department. Yeah. It's it's MGS3 and Death Stranding in the top five. It's kind of nutty. Yeah, you um, fucking weeb. Yeah, I'm a fucking embarrassment, dude. Yeah, no, my my top twenty five is is kind of a fucking meme. It's kind of a joke. Um, there's way too many Nintendo games in that. Like, I I think I've I've mentioned a couple different times. Like the the two games that are absolutely fucking falling out of the top twenty five the moment something better comes comes in. Like are Mario 64 and Nier Automata. Because I love Damn. Mario 64. Damn. No love for SM64. Nier Automata, I, I'm sorry, 2B. I love you, but I, I don't really... I love Mario 64, but, like, I don't... I might have to re- I might have to replay it. I might have to genuinely replay it. Because, like, I love that game, but, like, I almost never want to revisit it. Because I, I feel like I've just played it enough. Like, and that's that's such a weird feeling for me, who's never played anything enough. Yeah. Like, so, so that's a very interesting, like, I might have to go back and, and revisit that. Because, like, there's a part of me that always wants to replay most games. Um, but SM64, I'm always, like, even when I had the PC port, I was like, yeah, I don't really feel like playing this. So it's kind of weird. It's a great game, but, but like, it's one of these things that I don't, I don't know. I don't want to no, revisit I mean, that I can, often. I mean, I can, I mean, I can appreciate and relate to you just, like, not wanting to play something. I mean, I haven't boot, I mean, I, I think, I would say Super Monster Hunter World's a top 10 game for me. And I haven't booted it up in... You know, 10, 11 months. Like, I haven't booted up in like a year. You know, I yeah. haven't booted up Dark you know, Souls you know what in like I will three say? in a while. You know what I will say? I will go back and replay Mario 64. And next week I will tell you how how, how solidified. How mid yeah. it is. No, no. I'm going to say how like how solidified it is in the top 25. Let's see if it if it's going to stay there. Dude, dude, I cannot fucking wait for you to come on this podcast to tell me Mario 64 is mid. Dude, I can't. There's no way. Oh, there's wait, no way in hell, dude. I could never say that about SM64. I can't wait, dude. It's, it's, it's the prophecy, it's though, good. dude. The prophecy it's, it's must be happen. fulfilled, dude. It's Every, not gonna happen. Like clockwork. You say you're going to play something you play, you realize it's not very good, and we have what, to have a 45-minute conversation about it. What about fucking Punch-Out? I replayed Punch-Out, and that, I thought that was fucking great. Okay. Like there, uh, there are some games that I just, I just know I'm gonna enjoy again. The thing is, I'm gonna be a, a bit of a scrub the first couple seconds I replay Mario 64 because I had incredible skill at that game, and I promise you, there, those skills are fucking gone. I oh, can almost yeah. fucking guarantee you that that the first like couple hours of Mario 64, I'm gonna be really fucking frustrated. But it's gonna I mean, be frustration to myself. Like, I mean, here's here's my thing with Mario 64 is like, I whenever I play Mario 64, I get all this, I get all 120 power stars. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna not do the like same a, thing. But I'm not like this. I mean, I do it in like I could do it in like six hours. But I'm not like this god tier acrobatics master at Mario sixty four. I mean, I know how to do all the moves, and I'll do some some goofy shit. But I'm not like this this god. It's just really fun to play. Well, he's really just great to move around in six hours. Yeah, like for for me, I can kind of do Mario sixty four relatively quickly. I would say that I can do it in like five hours, like which is. Cutting an hour off off a game like that is pretty impressive, but that's still not a god tier time by any stretch. Like not even a little bit. I mean, I'm not even attempting to speedrun. I don't give a shit about that. I just play the game and have fun. Um, it's just that, yeah, it's just the game feel of Mario 64 still feels. So oh yeah, no, Mario's that that's weight. why it's that's why even though I haven't played it in almost six years, it's still up there for me because because I just kind of I know I just know how it feels. But yeah, I mean, that's something to look forward to next week is getting to enjoy 
me talking about Mario 64. I'm probably I'm, I'm my prediction is I'm going to come back and I'm going to say the game's fucking good. I'm Sam thinks I'm going to come back and say the game's fucking mid and that it's fallen off and that I I'm a fucking embarrassment to overrated. myself and many others and that it's overrated and that the game is trash and it doesn't fucking belong in my top 25 and that he should kill himself for liking it so much and that and that these are all things that Sam has said by the way. All of these things are things he said 4 minutes ago yep. when we got into this conversation. He said all of these words. These are not yeah, me. Him. Not me putting, him. This is not me putting words in his mouth. These are all things that he said that I would say. <laughs> if you want to be a true crackhead, if you want to be a true crackhead and, and be a cool, cool little boy or girl, uh, you can head on down to uh, at Miku's Crackhouse on Twitter. I'm sorry we're not very active there because we we're too busy posting porn in the Discord server. Uh, link in the description. Also, what the fuck are we supposed to post on Twitter? What a terrible website. What the fuck are we supposed to do? Oh, we're going to post another one of our memes. We're going to reference Kronos again. God fucking damn it, dude. But yeah, follow us elsewhere. Hang out with us in the Discord. Bye! Anime thighs when she open up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really want a pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties She's only five Anime thighs when she open up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really want a pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties She's only five Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ayy Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, though Say my motherfucking bitch, I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she open up so wide, I got a